I would usually start by introducing the guests and saying hello to the punters at home, and I think it's more appropriate to just say hello to Shane Curlio and to Jackson Oldham here, who have jumped on board the preview show for the winter months coming up to, into any sort of punting action we can find throughout Australia. We're going to be picking our favourite races to preview for the weekend ahead, but Curls, Jacko, Curls, I'll start with you. It's just great to be back on a show with you. Yeah, it's been a little while, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, been a roller coaster. Been in a glass case of emotion, really, um, for <laughs> a month. So I feel like I've broken free and I'm back and firing. Absolutely. And Jackson Oldham just picking up as if nothing's changed, rolling straight through into Bendigo. This meeting you completely destroyed last year. Uh, mm. You must be just looking at these fat fields, plenty of action, lots of short favourites that don't look like they're going to be coping with it and just like salivating. Yeah, it's an interesting, um, you know, the sort of debut meeting on my own sort of thing. Uh, we have 187 horses, it feels like a Bendigo. <laughs> Two and a half hours out there, um, deep field. It's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting day. Hopefully, we can pick off a couple of winners. Okay, so the races we're going to preview. Jackson wants to preview Bendigo race six. I want to preview Bendigo race eight, which is the Golden Mile. And Curls wants to preview Morfordville race eight. So we'll start with Bendigo. We'll start with race six, which is Jackson. It's a twenty-two hundred meter staying race. It's a three-year-old quality. So this looks. Pete Jackson Oldham territory. What's your starting oh, point? It's a it's a complete low race. It's one of those. It reminds me of that uh, Geelong Classic yeah. over the twenty hundred meters. They just like they run and then nothing comes out and ever wins again. Uh, that'll probably happen here. There's no speed in the race. I thought Station One probably rolls forward and leads. Apart from that, they're all back markers. Uh, can't go wrong. Uh, ran really well in a in the Alistair Clark last start, but I did have the race date, race shape to suit, and doesn't really have any SPs and doesn't have a jockey yet. So Kiramar Racing, I did this a week and a half ago at Geelong in a maiden, and then logged Mark Zara on. It was two ninety to a dollar seventy and pissed in. <laughs> Whether that's any lead, I don't know, but they'll probably put a jockey on at some point. Uh, the Cunning Fox, I thought. I don't know what they do from the map. They've gone back the last two. Uh, if, if they go forward, it can win. But if they go back, it can't. The horse I, I'm keen on here is uh, Princeton Award. Uh, one one well terang in a maiden three starts back, and then and then had absolutely no luck at Sandown in a good race by pounding. Always on my mind. Uh, a lot of those horses came out and ran well in a better race at Flemington, and then. Uh, back to Lindsay Smith horse like it wasn't going to get beat last start uh, going to dance a lot went straight to the front and nothing challenged it it was out of play came home came home in the fastest splits of of the of the race um, uh, Princeton Award did I think it's going to eat up 2200 metres and I thought it was the overs in a very low race how's the jock and trainer combo uh, you've got <coughs> Joe Bowditch and Simon Wild 87 runners 21 wins 41% pot Right. Seems seems a decent lead. Winker's off, nose roll on, so he's going to try and get the trip. Uh, looks looks an easy bet to have, I thought on a on a on a deep day, a deep card. I thought I thought eight bucks. I think it was about eight bucks. I thought it was a pretty easy bet. Yeah, still getting eight dollars fifty across uh, across the books. I'm just staggered that someone's named a horse can't go wrong 
Um, and I really hope TB is commentating with also the cunning fox in the same field. So it's unbelievable. It, yeah. it, it, it... It's just peak racing. Curls, uh, have you had a, a squiz at Bendigo at all? And if so, does anything stand out in a junk 2200 meter race? No, no, not really. I was sort of listened to um, listening to Jackson there and just sort of confirm what I thought. Um, the interesting one for me was the cunning fox who, that Jack mentioned. Um, like he's a Flemington 2000 meter winner when he went forward. Yeah. Um, and just gone back and gone had a like had that um, you know that little break between runs. I suppose it wasn't a long time. It did have a trial at, at Chuka and then come back and you know, sort of had that bigger SP and hasn't done like a lot, but. Um, like you say, no speed in the race. Do we see a Patrick Payne, Billy Egan horse go forward? I mean, it it it, it would be unlikely, but I wouldn't be completely shocked. It's it's also it would also be um, probably good to note that this meeting last year played pretty much mad on speed. Yeah. Um, like a, one, two, three, four, five, six leaders won on the day out of nine, and. And nothing was further back than three lengths off the lead at the at the 401. So any horse that's sort of back and wide here could well be out of play, I thought, on the meeting. And with that in mind, let's have a look at the Golden Mile uh, race eight because you've got Ironclad and Cherry Tortoni who are basically joint favourites depending on where you look, $4.60 around the sort of price you're getting. Then you've got Holbein, Riadini, I'm Superman, Crosshaven. So that's your market there. Uh as you said, Cherry Tolatoni drawn gate 17, Ironclad drawn gate four. Uh, you've just, again, once again, like a, a race of just all these horses that have to go back from the wide gate. Yeah. Uh, Riadino rolls forward. I think Crosshaven probably tries to follow it across, Holby in from nine. And then I Am Superman, they rode positive last start. It's had the one trial uh, since coming, uh, before coming down and, then you've got horses like Luna Fox, Nancho, who's having its first run for the Alexander Yard and, and Ironclad. So I think Ironclad just seems to lob in a perfect spot, doesn't it? Yeah, probably a pair better than midfield, I thought. Probably in a pretty good spot. Uh, I did, was one out, one back, just right on pace in this race last year. So I don't see any reason why they can't be sort of, not not bang right there on speed, but in a pretty good position, I thought. It, it does map well for Jai. It just ticks boxes as well. As you said, like I love horses that race in the same race the previous year, run a good figure, and obviously won by 1.8 lengths. Uh, actually beat a West's best horse, Platoon. But uh, that figure was more than good enough to be winning once again. It's returned well with a good figure at Morfittville despite there being no cash. So like it just yep. ticks so many boxes. And Cherry Tortoni was, yes, it wasn't suited in the straight at Flemington and arguably should have won, but it's a flashing light of all flashing lights and now draws gate 17, so unless there is something in that three wide line and they're making good ground down the outside of the straight, like what price do you want to be taking on a horse that's going to be back in the last three? Oh, it, um, if it plays like a play, if the track plays like it plays last year, it'll, it'll be eight bucks to the fair. Yeah. Like, like come jump time. Uh, ironclad, like like the small knock just looking at it straight away would be uh, 12, 12 up to the mile, but I'd give that two preparation to go and one and improved, improved it, improved pretty, I'd, Dramatically there when it went twelve to twelve to sixteen, so I'd n n no issues with that, and it's and it's run a, a PB I think last start or yeah. pretty close to PB, so 
Yeah, iron, ironclad. Just looking at it, looking at it would be um, would be the one for me. Yeah, I've got it marked with a three in front. So yeah. uh, Barker, you can you can bet up, you can bet up, and uh, he'll be trying to pay for his airfare. I think probably back here to watch it run around in some better races later in the year. Anyway, uh, curls. What do you what do you have opinion of this uh, of this favourite ironclad? Yeah, just. Um... What's its best trip, this horse? I know it won this race last year. Um, is this a deeper field? Um, sort of go back through last year's race and I think, like, Inverloch might have ran a place in it, who's, like, a 2,000-metre horse, isn't it, and further. Vacillator, I think, might have run second. Um, third. Third. So you must have been on it, were you, Jack? Oh, you are on the winner last year. I was on Ironclad, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean... I mean, obviously, how the track plays will be interesting to sort of like determine tempo, but like it does get a reasonably good map, doesn't it? Um, didn't mind. I didn't mind the the form that I am Superman brings. Um, you know, it hasn't been far away, it's far off. You know, some some proper horses. Um, I'm not sure whether we were on it collectively, but yeah. I was definitely on it when it ran second at Caulfield when we we're counting the cash at the 150. Um, when Cinewan got it down and, you know, obviously that run behind Think It Over was strong enough and um, I thought it was the um, it was the only other horse, well, the other horse, because I think it gets a similar type map and, and running transit. And if the track's playing fair, you could sort of see them two making their runs together. Yeah, I've got it marked yeah. nine, so like pretty much bang on the market. But yeah, absolutely. Like if you're playing in the race, that's the way I'm looking yeah. to build a book around those two. I have it with a with an eight in front of it, and I so and I've I've an ironclad with a three in front of it as well. So they're the two overs for me in the race. And this is not scripted. Yeah. No. no. Um. <laughs> I want to see ironclad. If I if I'd like to see ironclad, you know, run well, and I think it might be a Brisbane Winter Carnival horse. Um. So you're sort of like keeping an eye on these on these types of horses to sort of come up to my neck of the woods in the next couple of months and see if it can take that next step. So it'll probably, you know, if it can win, if it can win here, you'd think it, it's a chance to go something like that. Speaking yep. of uh, the Brisbane Winter Carnival curl, should we use now to talk about what you're going to be doing over the carnivals over the next three months or so? Once again, a brilliant unscripted um, <laughs> segue there. Um, yeah, so uh, obviously with the preview shows and that sort of stuff um, that we do, we'll be talking about everywhere else but Brisbane because um, I'm adding a layer to the service for the next three months, for the three months pack. It'll take us all the way through to the Brisbane Winter Carnival where I'll be doing a preview of the meeting on a Thursday afternoon that gets sent directly to subscribers um, as well as adding the uh, pre-race voice updates for the Saturday Metropolitan meetings um, on top of betting all over Queensland wherever there's a bet. So um, plenty of value add to the service for the next three months. And not only that, we've knocked off a big discount as well to get uh, as many people involved. Great value for money service um, over the next three months. That's a great time to get involved. Um, there's no doubt about that. Okay, so that's three-month subscriptions or you can buy a three-month one-off purchase as well if you like. That's all yep. available now in the store, three-month only. Join Curls for the entirety of the Brisbane Winter Carnival. Bloody wonderful. Thanks for joining us. Which, well, we've still got one more race to preview. Let's have a look at this Adelaide race. Uh, what's it called? It's race eight. It's called the Manihi? 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 Manihi. Great filly. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. Mark Lennon's just watching, just shaking his head, just going, oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, you've got Lombardo, favourite, Zach Spain on board, $2.70. Rock the Ring, second favourite with the bigger shins for three seventy, And Dan Dexalation, which my partial dyslexia really wanted to say, Delexation, uh, $8. And Perfect Root, what price is it? Uh, 30 to 1. Oh, okay. Gee. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take responsibility for nominating this race because I've gone through trying to find some of the better races across the country. So you'd wonder why I look at Adelaide, but I did see a listed, quali- listed quality. Um, and I've seen Zach Spain on a favourite with a tricky map. I thought we could find something here. So let's dig deep. Okay. Um, do you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. Be good. Cool. Um, yeah, I found Zach Spain on a short price favourite with a tricky map, so I thought we'd dig deep. You got any thoughts, Pistol? <laughs> not, not exactly. I mean, look, purely if I just go straight on the data here, and, we, and Jacko, we got to see this horse first up at Flemington down the straight, which it, from memory there was no money for it. I'm just trying to bring up the, the numbers here, but you know, roughly the flux of $4 out to five fifty plus. That was the Express, express Pass race. Um <clears throat> I mean, it just didn't seem to really do that much. But at the same time, I think there was probably a knock on it down the straight anyway. I know it had some various levels of, you know, respectable defeats previously, but it didn't exactly scream, I'm a straight horse. So it might very well improve going around a bend. But even then, the splits going through the line, I'm just looking at them just thinking, oh, I would have preferred to see something a little bit more off a very slow tempo. Yeah, I would tend to agree. Um, I did think he was a bit heavy there, so he'll improve on whatever he did, and it was it, it was a pretty plain run, I thought. Um, uh, does have a pretty pretty strong peak at at this track though. Um, a minus ten point seven, tricky map. Zach Spain. I've that's about all I've got to. What's uh, Zach Spain like on a leader? Like, is is he on board just to take the horse straight to the front? Is he going to be able to overrun a few of these other ones early and just lead and dictate? Can it get the front? That was my query. Yeah, he's he's okay. He's I, I wouldn't call him I wouldn't call him great on a leader, but he's he's not awful. So he's not Carlene Heffel. That's what you're saying. If Carlene was on board, you'd be like staking with more confidence if you wanted to back Lombardo. Oh, Carlene, Carlene was on Black Caviar 2.0 at Bandsdale on Sunday. It was it was $1.80 to $1.45 uh, for, I think it was Coolmore's, the Coolmore colours, and she's dead set, almost fallen off, and it's still won. Yep. It was one of the more incredible watches. Just yeah, I laid on principle. <laughs> um, I, I thought Lombardo would struggle to find the top. Um so I thought it, was, it might have been a, uh, a good one to bet around. The problem is he's trying to find something that you could be confident to find the right spot and knock it off. Um, maybe the shins is the man here. Yeah. I mean, you do have quite a few first up horses. Um, that is one of them as well. Um, yeah. So that's, I don't know, it's one of those things where you have to go through and watch all these trials and jump outs and so I, forth. But uh, I, the horse down the bottom here, the uh, Jolly Horse, was actually quite good um, over the 955 by 
Midwest ran some really good sort of closing closing splits up to eleven hundred would suit. Um, it it might be one at odds possibly. Yep. It's only had the one start at the track on a very slow tempo, ran third, beaten four lengths. But uh, I completely agree. That's in, If you're looking at just raw numbers, I know it was on that very slow tempo, so to speak, in terms of what the horse was running at, but overall it was an even performance. And Midwest can't go wrong with that. So uh, we're talking about silver on red. That's what, $19? Yeah, sorry, silver on red, yep. I'm going to have... Um, I'm. I'm going to have something on Rock the Ring. Um, it has to start like second favourite if Lombardo does jump favourite. Our prices off our data it has Lombardo a little bit longer than market. Yep. Um, close to like more like four dollars probably. So anyway, one for the layers maybe. I'll be one of them. Um, be happy to lay this horse under three dollars. Get you feeling early. This is just quality. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Um, thanks for jumping on board, guys. Uh, oh, we should probably actually mention the, the previous uh, captain of the show. Um, almost forgot about him as if just like, just business as usual here at the mailbag. Uh, cheerio to Jack Dickens and whatever he's up to oh, this week. What about that? Jack. Yeah. Friend yep. of the show. Yeah, show. Long time caller, first time. Listen on the shower. Yeah. Um, guys, enjoy the weekend. Jackson, enjoy the drive to Bendigo. Looking forward to mounting out mail. Um, I'll hopefully be back in Perth at Ascot for the Karakata this Saturday as well. So group two racing for two-year-olds, which I can't wait. I probably won't be allowed in the yard because they still have COVID protocols, but I'm sure I'll be able to sneak my way in somehow. Jeez, yeah. how much have you been winning on the punt just to fly to Perth every Friday to do the Manning Yard Saturday and then fly home? That's amazing. Fly and fly. Amazing. Hunting. It's going to be a thing. <laughs> FIFO. Yeah. Amazing. Guys, uh, we'll catch up on Monday for a bit of deep diving. Yeah,